Are you Tony Stank? Well, hello there, folks. Welcome once again to Delivery for Tony Stank, a Marvel podcast. Now, cast your minds back to the end of 2021. Uh, it was a, a cold end to 2021. We were still sort of getting out of this lockdown kind of shenanigans. And there was a movie that was coming out that everyone was absolutely hyped for. A movie called Spider-Man No Way Home. There was rumours flying left, right and centre about who was going to be in it, if the if different Peter Parkers were going to be in it, different Spider-Men from different films. Um, and we, we didn't actually know who else was going was gonna to show up, what the plot was. There was theories getting thrown about, um, you know, some absolute wild ones uh, and some pretty close to, to what actually happened. So we are going to take the time today to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. And as always, when we're talking about this, we're going to run through different things. We're going to run through things like the plot, the theme, the acting, cinematography, the editing, the effects, sound music, direction, um, a bit of trivia, and some final thoughts at the end as well. Um, what I've tried to do with, with the movies now is actually watch them twice. So watch them in the cinema first uh, and, and sort of in ingest the first kind of thoughts that I have. Uh, and then watch them again with a more kind of um, neutral kind of view or a more sort of um, looking at the kind of finer points, the things that worked, the things that didn't work. Um, and it just means I don't have like a, a knee-jerk reaction as, as such as I, as I maybe did with Eternals because I'm not watching it once again because I, did, I don't want to. Um, but but yeah, that's kind of how I'm going with it. Um, same with Multiverse Madness. So I've watched it once in the cinema um my views have actually changed quite a few times since since actually watching it but it's coming out on disney plus on june the 22nd so i'm going to watch it again then uh, and then we'll do the podcast for that not too long afterwards so without further ado let's get into it spider-man no way home Okay, so the uh, the film starts off where we kind of ended with uh, with Far From Home, which was Spider-Man's uh, identity being revealed by J. Jonah Jameson, um, played by the uh, the wonderful um, J.K. Simmons. Uh, he's kind of he's kind of uh, back from you know, he played obviously J. Jonah Jameson in uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, but it's kind of a different, uh, different J. Jonah Jameson. He's part of a, um, the Daily Bugle is like an online um, sort of Alex Jones kind of uh, style journalist. Um, so he's obviously, yeah, he's outed Spider-Man as Peter Parker, which is what Mysterio did at the end of Far From Home. Um, Peter then, you know, gets it's him himself and, and mj uh he gets them home and, and and through this whole barrage of uh of people shouting at him you know some supportive some not so supportive 
and uh, I want to get a bit of a scoop uh, from him and his his partner MJ. Uh, this then leads to our first sort of big reveal uh, when uh, when Peter MJ get back to May's apartment. Happy Hogan's there, and they find out that it's been kind of all revealed, and it leads to our first reveal of the thing that I absolutely like. I knew as soon as this reveal happened. I knew that we were in for an absolute barnstormer of a movie where we see Matt Murdock, uh, Charlie Cox's Daredevil uh, in the MCU, which was, well, I literally, in this in the cinema, I literally gasped. I literally gasped. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the first time that we've had a real proper, proper crossover from um, the TV shows, which wasn't even... <laughs> They were part of the MCU, or you know, they were they were billed as part of the MCU, but they were made by Netflix. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about obviously uh, Daredevil, which followed on with um, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and the Defenders. Um, and yeah, the those TV shows on Netflix, they kind of hinted towards the fact that they were part of the MCU. They kind of uh, made references to like the Battle of New York. Uh, and that sort of um things but never really um never really actually leaned fully heavily into being an actual part of the mcu and, and, and they weren't referred to in any of the films or, or or things like that so this is the first step that we've had of everything being properly properly interconnected um so yeah matt murdoch uh turns up now of course um in hawkeye which came out after this we there then revealed that that uh, that Wilson Fisk is uh, and played by Vincent D'Onofrio Kingpin is 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 part of the MCU as well. So it kind of all intertwines, and I'm sure we will be seeing some more um, from that going on. I believe they've actually said there's going to be a Daredevil season four now. So there was three seasons on Netflix, uh, and I believe there's going to be a fourth season now. Uh, and again, all the all the Disney or sorry, all the MCU. Uh, Netflix shows I've just spoke about there are now part of Disney Plus, so you can go back and watch them. Some good, some bad, uh, or not bad, some, eh, uh, but there's some some wonderful performances in in those, uh, especially Charlie Cox's uh, Daredevil, who is is fantastic, especially season two, I think it is with the Punisher. Um, John Bernthal's Punisher is incredible, and I hope we get to see him back. Uh, so yeah, so Daredevil's there, or Matt Murdock's there to be uh, a lawyer for for Peter. Um, they're obviously not; they don't know that he is a superhero as well. Uh, but he's there to kind of try and take the heat off them um, a little bit. They they they're kind of hauled in by the uh, uh, by the police and questioned and and manipulated uh, by um, by the police people uh especially ned who was manipulated as well by by them but um yeah daredevil matt murdoch is there to uh to give them legal aid which is nice there's then a brick thrown in the window and uh and matt actually catches it before it gets to um to peter who's also ready to catch it uh and and they ask um they ask him how he did that and his his, his response is that he's a really good lawyer um again we obviously know that he is daredevil but they do not um so yes that reveal perfect a perfect reveal and, and literally the first thing we see is is the cane go down and i absolutely i uh, yeah i i i kind of did a little something in my punts um <laughs> it was great um so peter gets back to school um 
there's a really cool thing they do with the with the score here where it's kind of like a, a slower sort of deeper um spider-man theme obviously again it's it's so in the the sort of uh the seeds of the fact that this is now a um a position that he's been thrust into that is is not a very not a very good position to be in and where the, everyone knows who he is what he is and um and yeah it's a real kind of downturn for uh for the character of peter parker so one of the running themes at the start uh, and one of the things that kind of drives peter to doing what he does is the um is the kind of drive that him mj and ned have towards getting to mit um as you know after they're leaving school uh but one of the things that plays against them is the fact that they are uh, seen as a risk because uh they are friends and of course peter is spider-man um so the risk is that, that they're potentially going to bring attention bad good uh i don't think it's a risk that the mit are going to take or at least any schools and uh, there's a lot there's a there's a few different um schools that that peter tries to get into and gets the rejection letters from each one um but then mit is is their their kind of their, their final chance as, as ned says only shot here or nowhere um and of course they're they're told that they're they're not able to get into it uh once more i'd i'd really like to like draw attention to the score here the score is is phenomenal uh it's really subtle emotive um showing off the frustration the the uh, how dejected these people are uh, and and if you're not aware of who did the score it was michael giacchino who has worked on a heap um a heap of um a heap of films great films as, as the composer um just you know out of the bat he's done things like the batman which the, the batman score if you've not heard it is wild absolutely wild uh batman jojo rabbit um jurassic world of course spider-man done doctor strange rogue one um ratatouille up star trek it's just it's a it's a hit after hit after hit um he is an incredible incredible uh, incredibly talented composer and uh absolutely hits out the park here so again i i i i would love to um i'd love to point the fact out that he that he did it he's something else and if you watch it again listen to the score uh i know it's it, scores are one of those things that they're if you don't hear them they're good and they because they're there to compliment everything else um but if you actually listen out for for what michael giacchino did and, and does um he does it so subtly but it's he adds another level to uh to the film brilliant um peter looks at halloween decorations in in mj's cafe and it's doctor strange or looks like doctor strange. i don't know if it is meant to be doctor strange or not uh but it certainly looks like him uh, and peter gets an idea of a way that he can get potential help or or, or something done to um help them uh with this predicament that they have found themselves in uh again the score when they get when peter goes to the sanctum sanctorium is brilliant there's more strings it's kind of uh it's kind of more mystical uh it's fantastic uh and we find out that, that wong is the sorcerer supreme now uh because dr strange blipped so that meant that it then went to uh wong um who is a boy and and wong but you know bandit wong is, is brilliant he's he seems to be one of the uh one of the real kind of um consistent players in, in each each of these films that have came out um or in each of these uh 
chapters of of the MCU that have, that have came out. He's been in like Shang Chi. He was a big part of that. Uh, or not, not a big part, but he's he's in it for quite quite a bit. He's obviously in Spider Man No Way Home, which is this, of course. Um, he is in, well, of course, Doctor Strange and that as well. And and you know he's he turns up in in a lot of different uh, a lot of different things, which is really interesting uh, to see. I don't know if they're going to be making him. He's obviously a Sorcerer Supreme. I don't know if they're gonna be making him a bigger part of things going forward as well. If he's gonna be like the uh how how Pixar have John Ratzenberger, who's in every single one of their uh one of their films, if Bong's gonna to start to kind of be that guy. I I don't know. Be interesting to see. Um but uh but yeah, so so Peter and uh Doctor Strange have a chat about how they can uh how we can make it so people forget that he's spider-man basically um and uh and dr strange he actually tells him it's a relatively simple spell so they go to the runes of cough call and and he he does that and while he's starting making the spell um he uh peter keeps adding on keeps remembering that he should be there should be someone or one, one more person one more person that should remember who he is and that he's spider-man um and that starts the the bands that that Doctor Strange makes around that is doing the spell, they start shaking and, and sort of purple light starts coming out. Um like they did in the in the Loki TV show when when Kang was killed. Uh the purple kind of bands that sort of surround the uh the, the multiverse that kind of um let it all bleed into into one. Um but Doctor Strange is able to capture the the um the spell into uh um a MacGuffin. <laughs> into a MacGuffin and, and, and it's um, collected and, and, and suppressed there as well. Uh, there's a funny part where, where Doctor Strange talks about another way that he, that he can uh, uh, potentially get into MOT. And, uh, uh, MOT? He's not a car. Into MIT and that's to get them and just phone them up and ask them to reconsider. And, <laughs> and Peter basically says, can I do that? <laughs> um, this then leads to... Uh, Peter, Peter heading for uh, or finding out where the, the vice chancellor is of MIT and uh, and basically racing to the highway that she's stuck on at this moment of time in traffic uh, and yeah and and basically setting out a um setting out a plea to get his MJ's and uh, Ned's applications reconsidered um and um and while he's while he's doing that um. There's then a bit of a, a bit of a, a quake and a bit of um the old the old spider sense is a tingling. And yeah, we get our first villain reveal, which is something that's obviously been uh, revealed uh, in the trailers and things beforehand with the, with the um the tentacles and uh, and Doc Ock turns up, Alfred Molina, Alfredo, Alfredo, Alfred, Alfred Molina. I think it's Alfred, isn't it? Um, I can't remember, but uh. <laughs> uh it's alfred yeah i'm sure it's alfred it is uh he's great he's great and uh and yeah he turns up and uh and does his old hello peter um yeah it's 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 so like okay we obviously knew this was happening from the trailers and things uh it's something that was uh that was shown to us from from pretty much the start when the trailers first uh were first getting um put out there but uh but yeah it, it's it's so nostalgic to see uh alfred molina from you know playing doc hawk from spider-man 2 um 
which is, you know, one of maybe yeah, it's one of one of the best comic book films of all time is what, you know, it's what's always been known as. Uh and and he was such a, a worthy villain in that film and and of course now in in, in this one. Um so yes, he turns up uh and uh, and and Peter before he actually sees Doc Hawk puts on his uh, nanotechnology suit which is important because this is something that comes up in a wee second but he has a nanotechnology suit that um that that comes up and there's a they have a big fight they have a a real big fight um and uh after saving the car that the that the um the vice chancellor from MIT is in um Peter and Doc come come head to head uh Doc Ock actually has him kind of held upside down and and sort of um uh pretty much a way to a way to kill him and the when the tentacles actually go straight for his heart we actually if you watch closely uh you see uh there's like obviously a part missing at his uh, his heart so that's why it goes there uh but his mask actually the nanotechnology moves from his mask to his, to his heart to obviously stop the, the 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 stab stab kill kill uh thing and uh and it then bleeds into the um into the tentacles and and peter's able to take control of um take control of the tentacles and and ultimately control of doctor of doctor as well obviously doctor octopus is is um confused because this is not the peter that he knows he he's obviously looking for toby mcguire's peter again at this point we still don't know if there's if they're going to be in in the film um uh green goblin turns up and uh doc hawk actually mentions you know he 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 says norman um and just as as goblin throws a a, a pumpkin pumpkin bomby thingy um doctor strange portals him back uh him and um doc hawk into the undercroft the crypt where he set up these cells um to to hold the these these people so there's doc hawk and he's he's also and i strange has had has been able to subdue lizard um from of course the amazing spider-man uh and yeah strange discusses with peter what's happened and basically explains to him that that when they tried to do a spell that opened up um different branches in the multiverse which is then bled into this universe and peter's reaction is is our reaction the multiverse is real it's our reaction of um oh shit here we go <laughs> uh and yeah ultimately then peter uh gets mg and ned to help with him uh to support him in this uh uh in this task of of getting all the um all of the the, the people that came through uh into this uh these cells and then they'll obviously put them back to their own universes and that'll fix everything because everything's hunky-dory so um yeah so that's kind of he gets ned and mj to help him uh hopefully try to save save the, this universe so the next uh the next kind of job that they go uh, and try and do is is collect the next person um which they think is is Green Goblin, which I think is Norman Osborn, but um, uh, they, they, as soon as obviously they get there, and it's like electricity pylons, that's when you know it's going to be Electro. Or again, I'm trying to think if I was thinking that, if I was like, it's going to be Electro. Um, 
but it's a bit of a giveaway really uh so the spider-man has his um suit turned inside out so it's like a black and gold kind of really cool looking thing but it's obviously like the back of the suit because it was covered in green paint by a, a, a bystander um and he's got his phone like gaffer taped uh to his chest so that obviously mj and ned uh can see what he's doing can can kind of guide him and stuff um and again the score the the, the sound from the, the electricity as it builds and builds and builds uh while we see this uh this skeletal figure become um max dylan or not even the max dylan that we saw um in amazing spider-man 2 uh but he's still played by jamie fox but he looks more jamie foxy than he than mad max dylan-y um and uh and yeah and uh a battle kind of happens peter tries to uh with the the thing that would put him in the thing and the thing and the thing um <laughs> the thing that Doctor strange gave him that would shoot the whoever it is back into the cells back in, in the undercroft and he actually hits a tree and the tree comes through the cell which is quite funny um <laughs> and we actually we we see sandman as well so sandman so at this point we've we've, we've seen doc Ock, we've seen sandman we've seen lizard we've seen uh uh now electro as well um and green goblin and uh and sandman actually uh helps uh helps peter um subdue electro long enough to actually send him back um back to the cell but before um before he's uh able to be subdued himself he uh yeah um he he doesn't allow peter to to get salmon as as well kind of thing uh or they or he kind of gets a bit um agitated by the fact that by what peter just did um and he talks about not trusting this peter who's a different peter than the one he knows um who again was from spider-man 3 so we've seen spider-man 1 villain spider-man 2 villain spider-man 3 villain amazing spider-man 2 villain amazing Spider-Man 1 villain which is uh lizard of course as well um it's wild like this is this is so so incredible and, and so like we, we we've never seen anything like this we've never seen um if you're if you're not aware of of kind of how it works, I, I probably should have laid this out at the, at the start. But if you're not aware of how it works, Spider Man is owned by Sony, so the Spider Man films are all made by Sony. The Tom Holland Spider Mans are made are are made by Disney in association with Sony because Sony still owns the character. So basically, Sony gets a cut of um of of the films, uh, but Marvel do what they want. With, with the character and things for sony to allow disney and, and marvel to actually use their characters and their villains and and uh everything from their films is i don't know if it's something we've ever seen before um it's it's an incredible collaboration that um and and shout you know the sony films have been very hit or miss and there's some that are fantastic you know into the spider-verse uh you know spider-man 2 um and there's some that have been absolute i won't say dog shit because there's, there's still decent parts like things that spider-man 3 was just it was just bloated it had too many villains in it they tried to fit in venom they tried to fit in sandman uh they try to do too much with it 
same with Amazing Spider-Man 2. They had uh, Harry Osborn as, as Green Goblin. They had Max Dillon in it as well. They even shoehorned Rhino into it, who like literally was played by... Um, what's his face? What's, I can't remember his name now. But he's literally in it for like like five minutes, if that. Um, it's uh, it's really frustrating what you know what they have, uh, what they have done. Um, and uh, and yeah, for them to actually, for them to actually, now collaborate together is just amazing. It's just incredible. Um, and uh, Paul Giamatti, of course. What, how can I forget Paul Giamatti? Um, it's incredible that they've now actually kind of went together and, and, and done this. So, um, yeah, it's absolutely well, absolutely well. Um, Peter then, uh, Peter then actually heads to, um, to May, who has, uh, who is dealing with, with Norman Osborn, or, or, uh, Willem Dafoe, who I must say, Willem Dafoe absolutely smashes out of the park. He is, he is, probably the shining light of this there's a lot of great things about this film but he is like a another level above he's just made to be norman osborne green goblin he is outstanding and he has you know even in the first one as well and, and his influence in the second one and things unbelievable what a man what an absolute man and what an actor it was great to see him back he's also having fun doing it as well part of his uh whole thing he said that he wouldn't do the film unless he was able to do the um do his own stunts and stuff as well which is great you know he's obviously committed <clears throat> committed to the role which is fantastic and, and he is unbelievable he is unbelievable um yeah I, I i love him so yeah peter turns up to may's work um she obviously works like a, a like a homeless shelter or like a homeless support something for people who are in need um and norman is there he has ditched his green goblin suit he is um He's still wearing his greens and purples, but he's looking like a more um, vulnerable uh, sort of um, old man, really, which, you know, he kind of is. Um, May talks Peter into into helping him, even though he is a, um, even though he is a bad guy. Um, he's a villain, which they obviously, obviously know. Um, but she talks him into into actually supporting him and, and, and supporting the these these villains and, and helping them as opposed to just sending them back to their um their universes to um to die uh when when strange <clears throat> talks to peter about actually about sending them back to their multiverses or the universes and, and and essentially dying um this is when when peter pushes back and and uh explains that he doesn't you know he 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 can't do that he can't just leave them to to be dead um and strange well he pretty much he pretty much goes all ivan drago on us and if if they die they die um and and there's a fantastic fight with with peter and uh and doctor strange so it starts off with with peter uh try to steal the MacGuffin, which is used to contain the spell which will then send everyone back uh to their untimely deaths um and it, it spills out of the streets um there's a fantastic so we've obviously seen before uh the um the spectral sort of punchy thing that the 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 ancient one does to doctor strange that that, that pushes his i think she did it to hulk as well of course in in endgame pushes his uh 
almost soul out of his physical body and uh and doctor strange does that to to peter to spider-man but the only difference is with spider-man who's still holding on to the MacGuffin, uh with his spider sense he's able to move away from from doctor strange's grasp and then <laughs> swim his way back into his body which is <laughs> which is cool which is uh which is kind of a, an interesting sort of um an interesting sort of take on stuff uh so they yeah they have a fight uh it goes through um again you know evoking the the doctor strange where the uh it's almost inception like the world's like folding in on itself and and twisting and turning and breaking and shattering and fracturing through the mirror dimension um and they end up in, the, in like a like the grand canyon it's like a one of the the, the subway trains or or just the trains in 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 manhattan um but in over the Grand Canyon, uh, and there it kind of there's an incredible shot which was in one of the trailers as well of the train kind of building out into making like a almost like a spherical um kind of uh jail for 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 Peter so so Doctor Strange can get the the MacGuffin back from him. Um, I say the MacGuffin because I, I can't remember what it's, <laughs> what it's called, but it's basically a square box with this, this spell inside it. Uh, and Peter uses the wonderful powers of geometry to um, to overtake, uh, to overpower Doctor Strange. Um, I'd be lying if I knew what he was talking about. Uh, I'm, I'm not uh, a maths geometry whiz, uh, but he manages to to um, get the MacGuffin and, and leave Strange uh, dangling over the, the over the Grand Canyon, and, and gets back to the the. Um, the Undercroft to see Ned and MJ and let them know of where they are at. Uh, Peter talks about the fact that he can't just let them to go back to their dimensions and, and die without having even tried. Uh, and Defoe, uh, Defoe, uh, is does the old the, the meme. If you've never seen the meme, it's the I'm some of a scientist myself, which he says in Spider Man 1. He says again this one, of course, a wee bit of fan service here, which which everyone loves, which everyone loves, uh, and uh, and yes, so they all make their way to um to Happy Hogan's uh, apartment where there is old Stark tech that uh, that Peter's going to use to try and create a cure for for these um uh for for each of these these people so that they they don't have these powers and and things that are corrupting them, making them bad basically, um when when he's working on the fabricator with with norman because norman osborne is, is talking about how peter could have a job with him and that sort of thing as a scientist um if you notice and this is something that that he's done since since spider-man one when william defoe is playing norman osborne he has in fake teeth he has in like fake like perfect teeth uh which which show you when he is um when he is norman osborne as opposed to the green goblin when he's not the when he's norman osborne's got these perfect fake teeth in when he's um the green goblin he has his normal teeth which are kind of like crooked uh and have a few spaces and stuff in them as well so he's been doing that since um since he first played the character and it's just little little touches like that 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 um you know set apart the two personalities that he has the first the um the well-meaning scientist of norman osborne and of course the uh the kind of more the evil uh green goblin that that is manipulating and taking over the body um 
as and when sort of thing? Uh, once Doc Ock is sorted, because Peter's able to uh, change out the chip that uh, that the tentacles con- that the tentacles are controlling Osborne with, it's in the back of his head. He changes it so so um, Octavius is in control of of the tentacles, and he he's obviously now a good boy. Um, there's a a brilliant scene with the uh with the Spidey sense. So uh. Peter's working on the fabricator and he, he stands up and it's the camera's still fixed right on him. Everything around is distorted. The sound is kind of a wee bit... Well, it's distorted as well. You can't really hear. It's kind of muffled. And he walks through and, and, and he kind of looks around, surveys the room for, for what's happening. There's obviously something uh, bad that's happening and uh, and suddenly he... Spiderweb's uh, Norman's hand and... Uh, and and it's revealed that this is the the Green Goblin, and again you can see with the teeth, he's got in his he's got his real teeth. He doesn't have the fake teeth on anymore, so it is is the Goblin. Um, and Goblin manipulates the rest of the uh the rest of the the villains that are there, and and says gods don't have to choose, we take. Um, so this this then leads to um the ones that have not been cured and sorted. So uh, Sandman, Goblin, uh lizard who's downstairs in a, in a in a truck and max dylan electro um to then decide actually no we're, we're gonna we're gonna use our powers uh in in this universe there is an, a a fight between peter and and the goblin it's a it's a brutal fight it is really really brutal really brutal um the more peter seems to uh seems to fight the goblin the more strength Green Goblin seems to get, and he's literally looking up at him and laughing at him. Uh, it's it's harrowing. It's it, and again, this is where Willem Dafoe is absolutely outstanding in this. Um, and again, the fact that he's done—I I don't know if he did absolutely all of his stunts, but he's done most of his stunts—is just shows his commitment to character. And yeah, he is creepy in this part. He is absolutely creepy. The fact that he's getting punched and punched, and, and he's still able to overpower. Um, spider-man who is is actually a really strong character in in uh marvel and in fact in the comics he's one of the strongest characters uh in the comics he's uh he's actually basically his whole career as spider-man he's actually been pulling his punches he's, he's not been using 100 percent of his power uh and his punches and stuff uh and there's a, a a comic arc i can't remember what it's called but it actually goes kind of off the deep end uh i think it's after death of mary jane and um and yeah, he he kills people just by punching them. He's like he's wildly powerful. Obviously, it's not the comics aren't the same as as the movies, but it just shows that that Marvel have always seen Peter Parker or Spider Man as such a strong uh, character. But Goblin is able to um, overthrow him, and uh, and this leads to uh, Aunt May trying to use a cure on uh, Goblin, and, and well, 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 Goblin's just a way to kill peter basically in, in the in the lobby of this uh uh apartments where where obviously happy stays um and and that actually yeah it leads to the next sort of big revelation which is that um uh that, that goblin has um has killed or you know as part of this fight may has been a collateral damage and, and has uh succumbs to the wounds uh that were that were given to her by goblin and and, and by the, the fight that, that kind of happened 
um it's a really sad emotional uh, emotional scene of course we in this you know in this spider-man we've not known about uncle ben we know that there's been an uncle ben uh but you know the whole origin of spider-man is that uncle ben died and that's when that's when he started to become spider-man and 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 use his powers for good um but we didn't we we haven't really we haven't known about that side of it um uh there's not been the uncle ben that we've that we've met so aunt may has been the the um the the parental figure in, in, in his life and now that she's dead or she's dying she actually gives him the the, the great power um uh the great power speech and it's actually so again this um this speech the great power speech is uh again comic accurate so in spider-man um in spider-man it's like the original film uh it is with great power comes great responsibility and i think it's in this one where it's with great power there must come great responsibility which is which is actually from 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 the comics opposed to the more um succinct with great power comes great responsibility um one which uncle ben said in the spider-man uh films very very emotional scene and um and peter's obviously affected by this um there's then the next sort of thing we see is uh, when peter gets away there's a a shot with the with the rain and um and peter up on a, a a roof looking into a um a giant billboard from with J. Jonah Jameson on it talking about how Spider-Man has has um has tragically created this this mess and blah blah blah. Uh and the neon from it and the uh the rain, the um the light that comes from off the billboard onto onto Tom Holland's um you know face is he's distraught. It's beautiful absolutely beautiful the cinematography here is just outstanding um yeah like it's um, it's genuinely it's one of one of hmm. <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna be really hyperbolic here and be like it's one of the one of the one of the most beautiful shots i've seen in a long time um especially in comic book films um yeah it's outstanding it's outstanding um yeah i, I don't want to get too because like it's it, basically it's just going to be like a whole a whole podcast of me just like being um overly positive to spider-man no way home but it's 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 a fantastic film and and yeah um the, the shot is is absolutely outstanding and and very very emotional very emotional okay now we get into the uh the meaty parts the meaty meaty parts so ned and mj are uh in ned's uh family home waiting for um for peter to come back um they have the mcguffin uh and and basically being told by peter to to push it if he doesn't if he doesn't come back um if they're not able if he's not able to um you know bring the or or help the 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 villains so ned has dr strange's uh sling ring um and he he tries to kind of use it to create a portal uh he's wanting to see peter parker that's that's kind of what they what they say and we see obviously peter parker in in or see spider-man in, in the back in like an alley 
uh, in this shot, and and he waves and runs towards him and, and jumps out, and it's our boy Andy Garfield, Andrew Garfield, <laughs> Spider Man. Oh my God! Uh, we see Andrew Garfield as Spider Man come out of the portal, um, like. It's so hard to explain this moment in the cinema when I watched this. Like again, we kind of knew it was going to be happening. We we sort of knew it, um, without actually knowing it. But the feels from this, like the nostalgia that just came absolutely flooding back. Um, you know, I've spoke about how the Amazing Spider-Man, which is obviously Andrew Garfield's ones, one and two. Um, I thought one was all right. I thought one was decent. Um, two was kind of over bloated. It had it had its moments, but. Eh. Um, but Andrew Garfield was always a, a really positive point of um, the Amazing Spider-Man. He was a very, very good Spider-Man, um, and uh, and to see him again is just is is great. It's fantastic. It's absolutely, um, it's it's yeah, it's it's so hard to explain because um, this is a, a, a generation's Spider-Man. You know, we've got Tom Holland is, is the newest one. Andrew Garfield is is the generation before Spider Man. Uh, there's a funny bit where uh where Ned's mum or Ned's grandma or whoever it is uh asks him to clean off the cobwebs because uh MJ doesn't believe that it's uh that he's Peter Parker that he's Spider Man. Um, so that's a great little little bit. Uh, but Ned continues to do the sling ring and 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 still wants to see Peter Parker, and then we see. Toby Maguire, Toby, 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 Toby Maguire, Toby, Toby, Toby Maguire, uh, and again, like, I don't know why, so again, I loved the Spider-Man films, Spider-Man 1 was great, Spider-Man 2 was fantastic, Spider-Man 3, again, was a overblown mess, I've never really had a, a kind of, the love for Toby Maguire that I think some folk have, he's a, he's, he's okay as an actor, he's, he's fine, um, Again, he was a Spider-Man that I watched kind of growing up and, and I wasn't sure how it'd feel if, if he was in the film because, again, we didn't, we didn't know. Um, but genuinely, I had goosebumps um, and the emotion between the two Peters interacting um, blew me away. Like, I, actually, like, genuinely blew me away. Um, it, was, it was one of the, th- one of the times I start to actually actually get emotional in the in the um in the cinema you know this absolute mess of a 30 year old just abs almost sobbing uh into his hands it was unbelievable to see them um like it's a feeling that i I can't describe because it was so because it's so personal to like you know everyone else has everyone has would have their own sort of feeling towards what happened They, they you may have different favorite spider Man. you may have you may not have even enjoyed the Spider-Man stuff, but it was just something that was just like to see that for everything to come together and to see that it was great. And I must admit, I think it was fantastic they waited um till pretty much halfway through the film, maybe even yeah, about halfway through the film to to actually introduce the, the two Spider-Man. It could have easily been from the start, um, and it have been more of like a a three Spider-Man film, but it's it's very much Tom Holland's film, um, with he's other spider-man in it as well um but yes unbelievable unbelievable moment um and uh and, and yeah the, the four of them uh decide to go and try and find 
their Peter and to um to help him out to help him. So Ned and MJ meet uh Tom Holland's Peter uh on the on the roof of the uh the school that they were at before. Uh and 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 talk about the fact that they have that they're you know they're they're aware of, of his loss. Um and we then see our our two new Peters, Toby and and, and Andy G uh descend onto the roof as well. Um and and they all have a, a really emotional discussion about, you know, about loss and about how the the feeling of um wanting to get revenge is is something that it doesn't help. Um it's just something that you know the, the other two have been through it. They've uh they've been tainted by the rage um you know from from the deaths that they've succumbed that they've that they've uh, felt and the losses that they've felt uh and they don't want Tom Thomas Peter to go down that path as well. Uh yeah, they they then talk about how with great power comes comes great responsibility. At this moment I was I think I was pretty much in a in a soppy mess. Uh not just from the bottom but from the, the top as well. Uh from the pee pee hole in the eyes holes as well. Um it was such a sad, sad moment. Uh, not, I'm not saying that I make a mess from the PP when I'm sad, but um, just from seeing all of them on screen at once. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry for that imagery to everyone there. I really apologize. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was such an emotional uh, emotional moment. Um, but then yes, they come together and decide that they're going to cure them all. They they kind of they've all fought at least some of these people and and kind of know how to defeat them or know how to get close enough to them to potentially um to potentially uh sort of defeat them which is which is great um there's the only one that wears a lab coat is uh, andy g's character and he was actually the, the sort of the most scientific out of out of all of them so it's kind of it's kind of fitting um but there's the interaction between them is great the interaction between um ned asking the questions talking about their best friends uh how toby's best friend uh died became overtaken by the, the green goblin and, and and as did uh andy g's uh best friend and and, and uh ned actually goes to tom's uh spidey peter parker and says that he, he promises he's not gonna do that to him um we see a bit of optimism from from MJ as well. She says we're gonna kick some ass, which is actual optimism from her the first time. She's normally um, one of her running themes, running almost catchphrase at this point is um, uh, is is never expect. Um, what was it? Never expect something because you'll be disappointed. Like never expect positive positivity, a positive outcome because you'll be disappointed. Because uh, you won't be disappointed if if something bad happens. Basically. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Tom Tom Spider Man makes his way to, or, or he kind of puts out a video there, uh, telling exactly where he where he is, and for the villains to come and find him. And it's at this um, at the the Statue of Liberty, which now has a Captain America shield. It's something that um, there's a kind of throwaway uh line about it earlier on in the film, where uh, a caller into a radio show says that he doesn't want to, he doesn't want the Statue of Liberty to change, um. But obviously, it's it's been changed to honor a hero, uh, in Captain America, who was the was the kind of um the driving factor in sorting out the mess that happened from uh from Endgame. Um, so yeah, it's this really cool little touch that you know 
little changes in our world uh, and how they bleed into like the, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is great. Uh, there's a, so again, there's a really cool interaction between the three of them while they're waiting for the the villains to uh, appear. They talk about um, uh, they talk about like things they've they've fought. Um, uh, the crazy villains they fought. Um, Hobie says he's fought an alien, which was made of black goo, which of course is is, is venom. Um, Tom says that he's Tom's Peter Parker says that he's been in space. He fought people in space, um, and uh, and Andrew Garfield's uh, Spider Man says that he's well, he's lame. He he fought a guy in a rhino sh- suit once, and uh, and Toby's Spider Man says no, you're amazing. Which of course is a reference to the fact that he's the Amazing Spider Man, um, which is uh, which is great. I, I love that. Um, uh, Tom's um. Yeah, it's 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 cool to see that little interaction between the, the three of them and and uh, and and Toby's Tobey Maguire. So we're going to talk about that actually. Let's let's make it a bit easier. We're going to talk about uh, Tom Holland Spider Man's Peter One. Um, I'm going to make a note of this for before I forget. Uh, Tom is Peter One. Um, Toby is Peter Two, and uh, and Andy is Peter th- is Peter Three. So remember remember that because uh, i won't um yeah so uh toby's peter right fuck it, i don't care i'm not gonna call him peter one peter two peter three <laughs> toby's peter um is trying to stretch out his back and andy's andy uh stretches it for him uh this is from the 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 fall um that toby had in his movies when he was um when he was not feeling confident himself and hitting the uh hitting the car they talk about the 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 fact that they have different ways of of shooting web and how toby's one is the only one that's like that generates it in his body and he shoots out of his little wrist and the other two essentially created it or, or sorry um poms gets his from from the suit in that and and andrew garfield actually created his uh in his movies which is which is again a nice little uh a nice little touch um a nice little bit of fan service which i like so uh the they essentially they, they then get into a, a fight with the uh, with the guys with the, the bad guys um and we see electro and we we actually see electro like gets electricity flashing around him and he gets the the star thing on his on his head which is his classic costume from like the comics and things um it's a pretty campy costume so i don't think it would work in live action these days but it's a nice little touch uh to that and to the uh history um of of the character um it's it's all kind of a clusterfuck they, they they all try and work together to take down these um these villains but there's miscommunication uh somebody gets shot by another web they crash into each other um it's all kind of it's all kind of just a bit of a um not great they've all kind of been obviously working as themselves uh and, and now they're having to work together which is which is just throwing things off. They get together again. They 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 say, "Come on, guys, let's 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 sort it out." Um, and uh, and Andrew's Andrew's uh, Spider Man actually says, "I love you guys." And this is where it then starts to get great. So there's a a, a fantastic shot, and you may have seen it on TikTok. It was a big thing on TikTok. Um, there's a shot of the three of them running off the um, running off and, and leaping off the uh, the Statue of Liberty that's under construction and they all have their little distinct styles um the way that they swing 
the way that they, they move, the way that they jump as well. Um, it's it's a brilliant shot that we see them fly and, and swing and, and oh it's 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 unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Um I love it. I love it. Uh again, it was it was, it was some, they then land on the um Statue of Liberty again with their distinct styles of the way that they stick the landings and, and it finishes with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. It's a fun, it's a brilliant shot. Uh and again, I'm not gonna lie, the emotions were starting to get the better of me here. Um Toby Spider-Man gets stuck with Sandman inside the statue and manages to cure him with the cure bomb that they have. Um Lizard goes towards the portal that Ned and MG has and ends up in the lab. Uh Tom's uh Tom's Spider-Man fights him and Doc Hawk actually steps in. Uh and and is good. Is is a very good boy. Uh and he, he stops Electro. Uh, we also thought Hawk was... It kind of hints that he's bad again, uh, but he's able to stop Electro and Tom cures Lizard. Um, Tom Spinning manages to cure Lizard as well, which is brilliant. Um, Ned opens a portal and Doctor Strange actually comes through uh, and, and says that he's been... He's been hanging... Uh, <laughs> he's been hanging above the, the, the Grand Canyon. And he's not very happy, but he sees that obviously the Peters are, are, are managing to cure the villains. And uh, and sees that the plan is working. Uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider Man has a talk with Max Dillon, who of course was Electro in in his Spider Man, I mean Spider Man Two, and uh, and he reveals himself to uh, to Max Dillon, who says he thought he was, <laughs> he thought it was going to be black, and and they talk about having a black Spider Man somewhere. Of course, this is uh, kind of hinting at Miles Morales, who is um, who is uh, half black, half Latino. Um, spider-man in, in in the comics and of course in the uh the, the the couple of games that came out recently uh you know he was of course part of the spider-man game and also had a, a dlc playing as uh as miles morales so uh and, and of course in in, in into the spider-verse as well he, that he is the main character of uh of of that film so hopefully we get to see that uh we get to see him um for a down line uh toby gets to reunite with 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 doc ock um and and they share some some words that they had in the actual uh, in Spider Man Two, um, trying about trying to do better and, and 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 things. It's it's a lovely touching touching moment. Um, Green Goblin shows up, steals the MacGuffin, and uh, <laughs> plants a bomb inside it. Uh, as Doctor Strange gets it back, uh, and and this explodes, meaning the statue destroyed. Now this is this part here is, oh God, like. Like genuinely, like I was, I was absolutely blubbing here. Um, MJ falls off the uh off the Statue of Liberty. Tom, Tom Spider-Man tries to jump and save her, but he gets uh, incapacitated by the uh, Green Goblin. And this, of course, then leads to our Andy Garfield, who again, if 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 you haven't seen the I mean Spider-Man films, that's absolutely fine. Uh, but in the Amazing Spider-Man two, spoiler, I apologize now. Um, he tries to save Gwen Stacy, his MJ, uh, and uh, ends up breaking her neck um or catches her and, and her head smashed against the ground and she dies yeah um so he dives after uh mg and manages to catch her saves her instead of using the spider web to catch her he catches her and uses spider web to kind of stop himself and, and, and lands um and and of course, he's a very emotional, uh, emotional man when he when he sees that he's saved her. He's, this is redemption for him for having not been able to save Gwen, but he's able to save MJ of, he's able to save MJ um, 
from uh, from 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 death, which is uh, unbelievable. It's 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 so emotional, and and MG even sa- he says to MG, "Are you okay?" And, and she looks at him and goes, "Yeah, are you okay?" <laughs> well, he's like crying. Uh, it's so emotional. It's so so emotional. Um, there is, the the spell breaks out uh, as part of the explosion, leaving purple cracks in the sky. Now, in this purple cracks, there is there's actually you see silhouettes of uh, of um of different characters of of different people um sort of there it's quite hard to make out some of them but there has been uh people that have looked into it and and uh and and tried to see uh who they are so we see we see people like rhino uh we see craven the hunter who is getting a film uh with aaron taylor johnson uh scorpion who was uh or, or technically was part of uh homecoming um he's played by the guy that plays nacho in better call saul um i can't remember his name michael mando i think it's michael mando um there's a silhouette of him a silhouette of black cat uh a silhouette of of superior spider-man um which is uh doc ock as spider-man but his brain isn't it yeah uh mysterio silk uh man spider uh doppelganger there's a heap of different people in there and i'm sure there's probably more as well but uh that's the ones that have been kind of uh kind of seen and confirmed as their as their figures um so i'm really interested to see if this is if this is going to be something that bleeds into the mcu going forward as well it's a multiverse opening um which is where we're hopefully going to be going um strange doc strange obviously tries to contain the multiverse opening thingy as much as he can this is of course it's very similar to what happened in loki with the purple cracks and as we saw with when he was creating the spell down in the um the ruins of cough call as well then we're kind of getting towards the end of it tom disables uh goblin's glider uh, glider and lands on a shield with him um the the, the shield that was obviously captain america's shield that the statue of liberty was holding up but is, has dropped as part of this explosion um which of course symbolic to what the avengers stand for he's, he's the first avenger um and it's uh yeah um goblin actually goads peter into into killing him with with the glider he almost does but toby stops in and steps in and, and stops the um stops that final blow saving tom's peter from from getting tainted with revenge but he gets stabbed stabbed by goblin for the trouble um but then Goblin is 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 finally cured, and Norman Osborn, as uh, so we see him with his teeth, is um, distraught at what he's done. Um, the good news is, of course, Toby hasn't died from this, so that's 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 nice. That's nice. Um, yeah. So the multiverse is 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 expanding. Um, Strange is hardly able to to contain it, and um peter tom's peter goes and speaks to him and, and says that the whole thing the whole thing the whole reason this happens because of him if everyone forgets about him that thing that then closes um that then closes the uh the multiverse and, and stops all this um stops all the issues that they've been having and stuff um strange then reiterates so that means that everyone knows and loves you he actually says we'd have no memory of you which is lovely um because it's showing that that doctor strange is, is one of the people that, that knows and loves him um but yeah it's lovely and uh and peter says yeah that's that's fine sir um 
but then Doctor Strange says, you know, call me Stephen. Again, a throwback to when they when they first spoke at the start of this film, um, which is so emotional. So emotional. Um, Peter goes down and, and says bye to Toby and Andrew. There's a hug, which is, uh, again, such an emotional film. It's an emotional part. And then he says, <laughs> uh, sorry, I started crying. Uh, then he says bye to Ned and MJ. MJ wants him to go and find her. Uh, and he says he'll make he'll make her remember him, which is kind of creepy, but also kind of cute. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's very, very emotional here. Very emotional. Um, everyone's sent back. Uh, and we see Peter uh, go to the cafe that, that, that MJ works at. He's rehearsing the um, the speech that he's got for, for um, you know, for speaking to MJ and, and trying to uh, make her remember him. Um, it's, uh, and, and as he gets into the cafe, he sees that they're, that they're actually happy and hears that they've made it to MIT. Um, while talking to MJ, he sees a plaster in her head from the fight of the statue, but she kind of just says that she's not sure what it was and stuff. Um, so he actually makes a decision, um, the decision not to make them remember, to basically take a step away from, uh, from you know, from his actions ruining their lives. He 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 decides to save them from that, um, from that sort of hurt, and 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 it's sad. It's so emotional. <laughs> um it's it's uh, again you know one of the many times i that i almost sobbed i i probably sobbed i think at, at this part um it's so sad and, and he makes a decision to take a step away and says he'll see them around um he visits may's grave and happy is there but happy doesn't know uh doesn't know peter either and and says that uh and and happy asks how he knew may and and, he, and, and peter says he saw her, he knew her through um through spider-man um it's it's so sad it's so so sad because obviously you know happy was essentially like almost a father figure to um to peter after uh like the death of of tony and stuff as well and it's yeah um peter is now truly um truly truly on his own again on his own now for the first time really um peter is then given his own or he gets his own apartment and he, he actually almost looks happy he looks almost relieved that the the people in his life or the people that have been hurt by him are now able to just move on from him um i don't know if happy is the word because of course he's not gonna be happy with the fact that his aunt's dead and and he's now living in this crappy little apartment and stuff uh but yeah he he he's almost in a better place now um and we see him using this police tracker to to hear what's happening going going around the neighborhood if there's anything bad happening and he has a, a there's like a, a sewing machine with a, a a new suit that he's wearing, and we actually get a, a a shot of him swinging about um swinging about New York. His his suit is great. It's it's um almost like the old school kind of like uh, comicy um animated series shiny sort of suit, uh which is really which is old school. It's really amazing to see that. It's 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 great. Like um it's great that it, it, it looks brilliant it looks fantastic and the way that i th i thought of this is that this is this is now his origin pretty much like we know what he's came from we know that he started off in civil war and and homecoming and far from home blah blah but people in the universe now don't uh don't know him as such so this is now like the 
the retcon of all that and this is his origin essentially if that makes sense that's kind of the way that i sort of uh that i sort of saw it but um uh but yeah so um and that's the end of the film that is the end of uh the end of the film of course there is a, a mid credits as well uh which has venom uh tom hardy's venom in in this universe um and he's he's basically chatting at a bar a tiki bar uh to the bartender and, and telling him about um or, or the bartender's told about what happened with thanos and blah, blah blah and getting blipped and stuff um and this kind of is directly on from the uh the mid credits of or the end of, of of venom 2 where venom uh is transported into this universe and sees tom uh holland's spider-man on the tv screen uh but this time you know we don't actually see venom suited up in this in this universe at all it's just tom hardy chatting to um the bartender um obviously uh tom hardy venom is then sent back to his universe which of course would have been about the same sort of time as when dr strange made everyone forget about peter which meant that uh, everything's going back to normal but what we do see is that there's a bit of symbiote symbiote left in this universe which of course then teasing the fact that we'll potentially be seeing Venom going forward in the MCU, which is great, which is fantastic. I'm, I'm chuffed uh, to see Venom. Venom's such a cool character, um, the antithesis of uh, of Spider Man. The Venom films were great, the two Venom films as a sort of standalone, but I've always been really intrigued by the the um, by the sort of like, uh, the it's almost anti Peter Parker. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm really, really intrigued by that side of it. So it'd be cool to see Venom and, and um, Peter Parker or possibly even a symbiote Peter Parker um, in the same, uh, in, in this one universe. So um, yeah, that was that was, that was was great. Um, and that is, of course, the end of Spider-Man No Way Home. Unbelievable. And that's it. So um, final thoughts, final, final thoughts. Um, the three Spider-Man, the three Spider-Men, Spider-Man, Spiddies, were brilliant. Unbelievable. Um, Tom Holland, since becoming Spider-Man in Civil War and since playing Spider-Man in Homecoming, he's grown so much as an actor, as his um, charisma as Spider-Man. He's obviously been more comfortable in the role. Uh, he's brilliant. He, he adds so much to it, where Peter Parker was just the friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man he's evolved into so much more and it's it's great to have seen that kind of progression um he almost carries the film as as um as the main peter parker of course but again willem dafoe every scene he's in steals it steals the show um dafoe is an absolute powerhouse and again he's just gone from strength to strength in in uh, a lot of the films he's done um he's something else unbelievable um absolute powerhouse uh and as i said at the start I'm going to be watching movies twice. So this was so I took the notes on my second watch. Um beforehand before starting the second watch, I was really worried. I was really worried that I would start this watch and I'd be like you know what? Uh I kind of overreacted after seeing the cinema because it was it was uh you know, it was something that was so nostalgia driven and fan service driven. Have I overreacted a little bit? Maybe, maybe. Um but on my second watch it's i i actually almost enjoyed it more in my second watch than my first one because i knew it was coming so i could 
watch as a film as opposed to being like, oh, what's happening next, blah, blah, blah. Um, it was fantastic, unbelievable, almost a perfect film for me. <laughs> the pacing, the pacing is spot on. Again, I spoke about the fact that um, Spider-Man 3 and Amazing Spider-Man 2 became these bloated films with with heaps of different villains and, and different plots that were trying to intertwine and blah, blah, blah. It was just a bit too much. In No Way Home, there was so much happening, but they managed to contain it uh, in such a way that, that it was just so well done. So well done. There was also enough fan service, but it wasn't overly done. There wasn't... It wasn't... Yeah, okay, there was cameos, there was um, uh, hints and things to stuff, but it was never, it never felt too in your face for me. Um, and, and the fact, you know, I've said that we, we only see Toby and Andrew over halfway in the film. It's, it's, it's startling because something like that, you'd have thought they would just absolutely blow the load right at the start and, and, and give us it all um, in our face right at the start but no they didn't they didn't they 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 managed to um rein it in a bit and and we got to see them and, and that meant that the the reveal was so much more powerful um it was great it was emotional in the right parts uh the score again as i said at the start it was unbelievable michael giacchino smashed out of the park um the cinematography the shot of like the, the, the neon lights when the rain was coming down some of the fights were as i say the the fight with spidey and uh and goblin in the in the apartment complex was so brutal some of the um some of the shots there were, were brilliant um and you know the the swinging of the three of them through the statue of liberty and landing on the and uh in their different unique styles it was just brilliant and the fight scenes it was it i i, I can't I can't talk enough about how much I enjoyed this film. I thought it was unbelievable. So on that note, on that note, I suppose I better score it. I better score it. And for me, as I say, this is probably one of the films I've enjoyed the most. Um, as I say, the second watch, I genuinely thought it was as good, if not better than the first the first watch so on that note i'm gonna have to give spider-man no way home the first ever delivery for tony stank 10 out of 10 perfect 10 out of 10 brilliant unbelievable thank you so much stan appreciate it mate oh my god what a film Whew. so i am spent my body is done uh what a film what a film and i'm so so um yeah i'm just absolutely in love with it and again if you <clears throat> if you only watched it once in the cinema please go watch it again um it's just it's brilliant the second time around as well um again we have uh a, 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 a kofi so you can see it down below there um co-fee.com forward slash delivery for tony stank where you can sign up for as little as two pound per month and you can get put into a draw um for uh, some marvel merch this time around it was a pop it was the kt pop from shang chi uh which you can see here which is really cool she's got a wee arrow and everything as well um we will be changing up after this one and potentially taking into um different kinds of merch and stuff as well and um, but we do a a, a roll a uh a draw every month so just recently i did the may draw 
um which which i did over my my twitch channel um and uh and and yes the winner of the katie pop was revealed so roll the clip right let's just shuffle one two three four five shuffles so this is for katie uh take those jesus <laughs> that's what that's fine uh, different merch like a ball sock Marvel Fireman, Jesus. So yeah, so for Katie, for Aquafina's character, this is a draw for this one. So guys, let's get ready. Let's get ready to rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. Ready? Let's go. The winner of Katie Pop from Shang-Chi, number 845 is... Snares. Fuck's sake, why does Snares have to win? Fuck's sake. Fuck, man. Fuck that guy. Fuck's sake. Right, well, just roll again. I'm joking. <laughs> He's not here. Yeah, I'm going to save this clip and then put it on the uh, the thing. Um, But nah, nah, it's fine. It's fine. Snez. Snez. Congratulations, Snez. So there we are. Snezonometry. Congratulations on your Katie Pop. That will be sent out to your, your good self uh, very soon. Again, if you want to get in on this uh just sign up with the cool fee below co-v.com forward slash live for tony stank and get put into next month's draw for as little as two pound a month because um it's just going towards supporting uh getting cool merch and and, and yeah try and make this as, as as fun as possible and stuff um so yes if you want to join that feel free feel free um you don't have to to enjoy this the podcast is is fully free of course um and uh, uh but yeah if you want to get more feel free to, to to sign up um but that is us for the uh spider-man no way home podcast um the moon knight one if you haven't haven't seen it i've just put moon knight part two out the last couple of days so um if you've not seen that yet please go ahead and give that a watch or a listen um the next podcast will be probably miss marvel uh because that starts june the 8th and is six episodes long so again we'll do part we'll be doing a part one we'll do a part two um and their weekly episodes so uh part one will be one two three which will be 8th 15th 22nd so probably the week or the weekend of the 25th 26th of june we'll do the first episode of um miss marvel but of course doctor strange is going as, as i said uh, multiverse madness i've seen it in the cinema already um it's going on disney plus on the 22nd um so once i've watched that we'll then do the podcast for that as well which will be cool um so uh that is what's going forward after that there'll be thor love and thunder which is july the 8th she hulk which starts august the 17th it's a nine episode tv show uh then black panther 2 is november the 11th so um quite a, a list um to start up there but um but yes uh that is spider-man no way home the first ever delivery for tony stank 10 out of 10 i am so chuffed so pumped uh, i hope you are too and of course if you like what you've heard if you like what you watched tell your friends share the the twitter at delivery mcu on twitter um and uh and, and yeah let everyone know i want to build this to a great podcast um to something that everyone can enjoy and uh and yeah that's kind of plans but guys thank you again so much for your support thank you so much for for listening again massive shout out to the Kofi subscribers uh todd mikey kev jamie snez and celtic guys you are um legends and of course 
even if you haven't joined the Kofi, I thank you so so much uh, for listening. Um, it is very, I feel very honoured to have you uh, listening in and, and being a a true stanker. Um, but yes, I love you all exactly the same. Um, you are all amazing. Spider Man No Way Home gets the first ever ten out of ten delivery for Tony Stank. Stank of approval. Are you Tony?